Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. My co-host is my friend Chan. Hello. And today we are discussing Chapter 20 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. This has been a really interesting experience to read this chapter together. I think we were feeling so much more than we ever have before. It's easy when you're reading fast to just skip over the things, but you could really get into the feelings of several different characters, which I think is kind of great. You're not seeing it from one person's perspective, so you can feel things that all of them are feeling. The disappointment of Mr. Yates and, oh, (laughs) Mariah's disappointment, so painful, even though it's her own fault to a certain extent. Anyway. It is and it isn't. She's She's been manipulated. She's been besotted by a very charming gentleman right from the start. And when it goes on in the chapter, Mrs. Norris talks about her machinations in, in capturing... Mr. Rushworth. Not Mr. Rushworth, Southerton. She's been sort of like swept along by, convinced by all the dollars and things like that. Mm. But actually, Henry's the one she's always been Mm. attracted to. And he's just toying with her. So in this chapter, Edmund apologises to Sir Thomas about the acting. Sir Thomas doesn't bring the subject up with anyone else, but he destroys the theatre. But I love the way it says there. He's hoping that they know the gravity of it. He's really avoiding bringing the subject up with them because he doesn't want to be disappointed that they haven't realised. That they're very bad children. That they're naughty. (laughs) He does raise it with Mrs Norris, who makes a lot of excuses and, as you say, brings up Southerton. Says, well, didn't I do good there? And then at the very end of the chapter, she steals a curtain. It's such a funny way to end the chapter after all the emotional stuff going on. Sir Thomas gets back to work not only does he get rid of the theatre, he gets rid of Mr. Yates. He goes and sees all his plantations, uh, looks at all his books, very much gets into work. And Mr. Crawford leaves and Mariah is devastated. So we open with Edmund basically rushing to talk to his father and say, I'm so sorry, I did a bad thing. But very carefully making sure he didn't get anyone else into trouble. He was anxious while vindicating himself to say nothing unkind of the others. And he goes on to say, Fanny is the only one who is judged rightly throughout, who is being consistent. She never ceased to think of what was due to you. Which is very true. It is very true. They shake hands and Sir Thomas thinks to himself, he doesn't want to know how much he had been forgotten. And then there was the line that you were talking about earlier. He did not enter into any remonstrance with his other children. He was more willing to believe they felt the error than to run the risk of investigation. He's come back and he's really had the shades lifted from his eyes. He's seeing his children from a completely different perspective. Well, they were really children when he left. They were children when he left, even Tom. And they've not proven themselves capable of being adults in his absence which must be very disappointing to him. very disappointing and he must feel that he's failed for all the fear they have of him he's not you know he's not cancelled allowances he's not said they're grounded not allowed to go out anywhere or anything like and that and he's not violent and he's not violent he's not he hasn't even yelled at them. he hasn't let yes you know so all that so-called fear of him he actually He's more disappointed than angry with them. 
accepting Edmund, he believed them to be unsteady characters. These are his own children and he is so disappointed. He tells off Mrs. Knight, or he gives her a hint <laughs> of his having hoped that her advice as to not acting might have interposed to prevent what her judgment must certainly have disapproved. She's shocked because she doesn't realise that they were doing anything wrong. And she was as nearly being silenced as ever she had been in her life. Though pretty soon after this, she has a speech which takes up a whole page. She recovers very quickly. She had never seen any of the impropriety, which was so glaring to Sir Thomas. Who did he leave in charge of his family? Yeah, then she goes on about Southerton and tells the most hilarious story. Oh, God. They go for a visit to Southerton. She eventually convinces Lady Bertram to go. And then she tries to tell the coachman not to go because he has rheumatism, which she eventually cured him of once the cold weather had finished. I'm pretty sure it's actually just that it's worse in cold weather. It's got nothing to do with her fixing him. And let's be honest, I don't think she would have cared about him at all anyway. She cares about the horses. So she says. She got out and walked up the hill. Did so she? So the horses did not have to take her. Well, that's a thing. We don't know whether it's a story or the truth. That's right. And did everybody else also get out? Lady Bertram would not have got Lady out. Lady Bertram in the snow. might not, but the younger ones might have done if the younger ones would. Or was it just Lady Bertram? I think it was just Lady Bertram and Mrs. Norris going to meet Mrs. Mrs. Rushworth. So this was. For the parents to meet, to then convince Mr. Rushworth to propose to Mariah. Sir Thomas talks about Mrs. Norris's great influence with Lady Bertram and her children, but she would not have admitted that her influence was insufficient, that she might have talked in vain. She was ashamed to admit she actually had no influence. She has no power with her niece and nephew. And we saw that when the acting came out. They know now. She knows now that she has none. And she has been getting none more and more, as particularly Julia and Mariah have seen how she behaves with Fanny earlier on. There was a couple of instances where they remarked on that. Sir Thomas eventually drops the conversation with Mrs. Norris, saying it's going not going anywhere. Foiled by her evasions and disarmed by her flattery, because she tells him that Mr. Rushworth really admires him. Because she's told Mr. Rushworth how wonderful he is. But goes on to say, he is not a shining character. (laughs) They are all shitting on Mr. Rushworth every time they mention him. He's so blatantly not a shining character, though. A shining character. a bad man. No, that's right. It's not... Shining intellect would have been a better word than character. Yeah, he's not a shining intellect, no. Then we go into the troubles of Mr. Yates. And how Sir Thomas dislikes Mr. Yates. And that Mr. Yates has stayed to spend time with Julia. Mm. And to see the theatre broken down. And just to make sure that he has no ability to resurrect the theatre or the play. He can't possibly persuade Sir Bertram to change his mind. Sir Thomas thinks of him as trifling and confident, Idle and expensive. Well, yes, I think that's a pretty good description. But Sir Thomas is so happy to see him leave. He continues to be polite to him, even more polite when he sees him leave. (laughs) Just so lovely. In the middle of this, we get the story of Mariah. 
She's anxious that Crawford should now lose no time in declaring himself. She's so sure that he's in love with her. And it, I, you know, I do, it is watch. painful. I do feel for her. Yes, she's convinced herself. But really, when it boils down to it, she's been driven into Mr. Rushworth's arms, as it were, or his fortune, persuaded by her auntie that this was the right decision. She has misplaced pride. Can you remember yourself as a young 20-year-old? You know everything, don't you? And you, you know. I made a lot of mistakes in my 20s. That's what she's like. She's the eldest daughter who's been spoiled rotten all her life. Probably the first time that life has not gone her way. Yes. She's been the privileged eldest daughter. Mariah saw with delight and agitation the introduction of the man she loved to her father. Oh, that hurts. Because mm. he's about to say I'm leaving. Mr. Rushworth isn't there. He's gone home to tell his mother that Sir Thomas has turned up. And Mariah hopes to save him the trouble of ever coming back again. She's feeling great. And it's about to crash down around her yeah. ears. He doesn't even come on a formal visit. I think he comes while they're eating breakfast. And with Dr. Grant. To welcome Sir Thomas back. And by the way, I'm leaving. And he doesn't tell her himself. He tells Tom who was sitting next to her, yes. that he is going to meet his uncle at Bath without delay. Tom is interested in, you know, what are you going to do at Bath? There's not many people there. Where are you going to stable your horses? What Mariah's hearing is he's leaving to go to Bath to avoid me because there's nothing there to go for. He hasn't actually got an appointment, really. No, because... There's no reason to go to Bath now. And she's so aware of it. He might talk of necessity... But she knew his independence. At least she's not lying to herself right now because I remember being that early 2010, like you lie to yourself about asshole guys and you make excuses for them. But she very quickly realized that it's all lies. The hand which had so pressed hers to his heart, the hand and the heart were like motionless and passive now. That is so painful. Hmm. She had to bury the tumult of her feelings under the restraint of society for a very short period of time. Then he touched her hand for the last time. He made his parting bow. So ended all the hopes his selfish vanity had raised in Mariah and Julia Bertram. And meanwhile, Fanny's observed all of this. She's not actually in the breakfast room. At this point. But she's observed all of his behaviours up till now. And judged him the entire time. Because the sisters have never really been cruel. They've been dismissive, but they've not been cruel, cruel. You know, that you, they're not the, the Cinderella elder mm. sisters with her. They, they're just thoughtless and they're the eldest daughters and everything like that. And she's the poor relation. But they're not, they're not intrinsically nasty to her. So she has empathy for them have seen them being treated because nobody deserves that treatment but it's an interesting circumstance of something happening that the main character doesn't see but being conveyed to the reader but this book's very much you see lots of point of views reading this one i could get into mariah's feelings i could get into mr yates feelings and i could get into sir thomas's feelings Mm. this is all in one chapter that's fantastic art right there Is Sir Thomas too easy or too harsh on everyone and everything after the theatrics? 
I suppose some people might say too easy, but you have to take into account he's come back after a long absence. He wants to settle down. He doesn't need to stir up over something which once the once the place diminished and, and and everything's taken down, it's all over and done with. He doesn't need to keep going on about. He's not that kind of person anyway. He's just right. Could he have been tougher? Very easily. It's not in him to be either tougher or easier, I think. Easier would have been possibly to allow the play to go ahead. Now, that wasn't going to happen. Apart from anything else, they'd taken over all his room and his study, and he's right back into work straight away. Yeah, within his first two days of being home, he pulls down the entire theatre. He's making it very clear from his actions what his thoughts are about things, but he never calls them on it. I mean, he does talk to Edmund, but Edmund comes to him. He does talk to Mrs. Norris, but he doesn't talk to Mariah and Tom, who are supposed to be leaders in their family. I suppose if you talk about being too easy, could he have actually you know, talked to them and explained why it was inappropriate and made sure they understood? That's potentially the reason that, is... that he didn't, because he was concerned that they didn't realise what they were doing was inappropriate, which meant... I have messed up. Yeah. They do not understand correct morals. Mariah buries the tumult of her feelings under the restraint of society. How much do you think this represents all of them? They're very driven by society, after all, because they're the society that make the rules. We've talked about Sir Thomas in the previous chapter, and again in this chapter. He continues to be very polite to people. You could almost say kind, face-to-face, even if he feels differently. He hates Mr. Yates, and he wants him gone. He does not kick him out. He does walk him to the door and is genuinely happy to see him go. But you do not get any impression that he has ever been rude to him. He is just following the rules of society. And Mr. Yates is completely oblivious. (laughs) And even, as opposed to a certain extent, you've got Tom and Mr. Yates. They're following the standard rules of society, that society expect of basically footloose and fancy-free young men with far too much time and far too much money on their hands. Having fun, drinking, gambling, gone shooting. Plays like we, nowadays, you know, young celebrities trotting off and doing their own thing. And Yes, they get in the papers and things like that, but really it's just what they were expected to do sow their own wild oats, and then settle down eventually. Why is Mr Crawford leaving? Because he does not want to settle down. And he knows now that Sir Thomas is there, he's not going to get away with the flirting that he does with Miss Mariah without being called out on it. He would not have been able to hold her hand or any of that activity, taking her for a walks. Not in front of her father going off into rooms alone to practice their speeches. Which makes you wonder if Edmund really was not doing his job in his father's absence. Edmund was too busy learning his own lines and being bedazzled by Mary Crawford. Again, he's not the eldest son. No, so it wasn't really his job. Tom had a responsibility. When Mr Crawford turned up, he decided to stay at Mansfield because it promised well, which obviously he was talking about there are opportunities for seduction here. There are girls I can have fun with. To be fair to him, 
He does not fully seduce. He does not sleep with any of them. No, that's right. He's playing a game. He's playing incredibly safe game. He knows very well if he seduced any of these, he would be obliged to marry them. And maybe he too is playing by society's rules. He plays close enough to the line. He's playing very close to the line. To get the girls interested, but not too far that anyone else except for the girl notices and thinks that he's actually into them. Yes, he's playing by society's rules, but he actually knows he's not really because he's seducing vulnerable young women. He might not be having sex with them, but he is definitely engaging their emotions. If he was really playing by the rules, he would have backed off as soon as Mr. Rushworth came on the scene, unless he was serious about the relationship. If, if he, he was, was serious, serious about, he should, still should have sat back because she is engaged. Yes, but she can break the engagement if he'd been honourable and wanted to, but it would be very difficult for him to do so. Most men would not have gone there, even if no. they were attracted to someone because she was engaged. Yeah, that's right. Um, so he should not have been playing with her in any shape or form. And that is our summary of Chapter 20 of Mansfield Park by Jane Austen. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and on Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. Thank you for listening and we wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!